welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I know you miss the sound of my voice as much as you probably miss this dashing face of mine, but hey, I'm here to feed you baby birds. Um, it is Jarrett with another Magic Monthly. Joining me today, the man, the myth, the legend himself, the beautiful red beard behind the scenes, Robbie. Robbie, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Uh, going through the, the Great Depression after buying way too many Lord of the Rings cards. Um, <laughs> it's tough over here. Uh, my kids haven't eaten in four days um, because guess what? I still don't have uh, plenty of cards. Like, I haven't completed the set yet, so sorry, kids. No hot dogs. No chicken nuggets for you. Like, we got to finish this set. You need school supplies, brand new shoes. No, nah, we'll happen. make them with paper and cardboard. <laughs> it's just like Great Depression era, like, you know, newspaper for shoes going to school because um, daddy needs his cardboard crack. That's brilliant. Um, speaking of kind of the new set and the stuff that uh, you were mentioning, your, your crippling addiction and uh, financial decisions, um, we have some big news in the world of Magic and Lord of the Rings. So let's get started with that. Uh, Robbie, I have not gotten a chance to pull apart this uh, new set, but you have, and not just a little bit, like fairly extensively, just as like a, you know, just a quick like preview into what we have going forward. What would you rate this? This set, um, I love it because I love Lord of the Rings. And I think a lot of people are also going to love, if you love Lord of the Rings, you're going to love this set. There are mechanics in the set that I think are kind of give or take. If you liked food tokens before, this set's amazing for you. Um, if you like the amass stuff, like they did a mass with like zombies back in the day. If you like that, this set's good. I don't love, I, I'm not an amass person, so I think it's stupid. I don't like, why would I just keep pumping one creature? I'd rather make a bunch of little creatures. Um, and then the new ring, the new ring mechanic, the temp mechanic is incredible. And at least from the arena world, it is so much fun to get the ring temptation going. Um, so I would rate this set. I think there, there's a lot of there's some issues with the set. One being that it's too expensive, right? Like this is not supposed mm -hmm. to be a premium set, but they are posting it as a premium set. Right. It's it's not quite Commander Masters, but it's. It's flirting. It's we'll it's, get flirting, it's flirting with it. It's flirting with it. Yeah. Um. So and because of that, and I and because uh, I don't know. Watsi just seems quiet about it. Um. I think I wish there was more information on the One Ring. Uh. I feel like they're kind of like, oh, it's just in a booster pack. It's like no one believes that it's just that card's just sitting in a booster pack somewhere. Um. Either like there's a something around it, or there's it's like a certificate or or something. Um. And all the fakes are, are really annoying, too. Um, but I'm happy to bring some people in. We've had a lot of people in Arena jump in and really want to play this set. So just because of that, I'm going to give this set a 5.5 out of 6. Oh, wow. Nice. I'm really enjoying this set. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I think there's enough here for new players to grab onto and really, really enjoy and, and get their, their feet wet into the Magic the Gathering world. What is, in your opinion, because you've played... I mean, like, really, really got into it since what? Probably Neon Dynasty. What was your first, like, set that you came back to? Uh, the first set I came back to was Forgotten Realms. Um, and that was buying kind of, it was a slow burn kind of there. And then Kamigawa I really, really enjoyed. Um, and that's, that's the one I have the most of. That one in New Capenna I, I bought a lot of. And then I was like, oh, I can't, I can't afford this. Um, so I, right. I took, I, <laughs> I, you know, took a step back here and there and would only buy a few sets or a few things that I wanted, but now I'm like, I'm, I'm head first. I'm, I'm as I have $40,000 in credit card debt. You know that song? That's so me. is there a set so far that to you is a six? Like what is your, or, or is this as close as you can get right now? That one, that's a tough question. Um, because you're, you're fighting fanfare, right? Like, like I love Lord of the Rings so much. So just being able to pull a pack and to have like the witch King of Angmar in it, um, and how, or like get it, like hunt a Nazgul and get a Nazgul, um, is tough for me. Um, so this one's probably the highest I would give right now. Kamigawa was really fun. Uh, 
Forgotten Realms, just because that was the one that got me back, was really fun. I don't really have... I wouldn't say anything else has been that exciting. Though, actually, no, I actually... Let me take a sec back. March of the Machines was incredible. I loved March of the Machines. If Lord of the Rings would have been coming out six months later after March of the Machines, March of the Machines, I would have spent way more money on that set. Because there was, there was so much in that set that I loved. Um, but like I was like, okay, I gotta slow my slow my roll here with March of the Machines and, and focus on Lord of the Rings. Um, so that set I actually would give maybe a little bit of a bump. Um, this set has the curb appeal. So you so. talked about a little bit that they're really like this is this is a love letter to Lord of the Rings in every possible way that it could. Um, and, and like so much so that what there's like five versions of of uh, Gandalf, four versions of Aragorn. Um, my sons and I are working through the Lord of the Rings series on Audible because we've obviously been on vacation and so we drive and fly a lot. And my sons are obsessed with Tom Bombadil. Oh yeah, Tom's the best. They love Tom Bombadil. And so the fact that like there's a Tom Bombadil card and I can go out and buy that and give it to James is is awesome. Um, so obviously like from people on the outside looking in who, who like Lord of the Rings and this is sort of their, their cup of tea, they're going to be driven towards this set and maybe check out Magic for the first time. Um, we've been talking about your success on TikTok streaming and um, obviously that'll be a reoccurring thing, but uh, a lot of those people have been saying kind of that same thing, like, oh, I just started trying out Magic or you know, some of them just started trying it out literally watching you stream. Um, and so from that perspective, as a set that really is meant to pull people in, do you think it does a good job, one, from a mechanic standpoint, is this easy for new people to learn? And two, and, and I think I already know your opinion on this from a financial standpoint, is this a good entry product for people? I mean, if you're going arena, if you're going MTG arena, yes, this is a really good place, um, an entry spot to learn and to finally play because there is that jump in stuff that they made, that jump in, that jump in thing that they made where you can combine two different kinds of this set and put it into one deck um, was a, was a really good idea, really solid idea. Cause I think they knew that there was going to be a market for new people coming in. Um, and I think I, I mechanically everything besides the ring is very simple, right? Like a mass sure. is easy. Like every time he says a mass, you give the mass orcs another bump. Um, the food tokens create a food token and you get to sack the food token and, and do extra things. Um, I feel like the ring one, if I was playing in paper, would be a lot more confusing than playing. Are you ring. saying, are you saying the one ring or the, the ring, ring tempts, tempts you? The, t- the ring tempts you. The one yeah. rings, the run, the one ring is straightforward. If you want to draw cards, you're going to pay for it. <laughs> it feels, yeah, to me, it feels a little like initiative, right? So like people, people had a hard time evaluating initiative and it ended up being pretty busted in legacy and a bunch of other formats because it was hard for people to understand just how it operated and, and like when the triggers would take place and stuff like that. And to me, the ring tempting you feels a little like that. It's strong, but people just are, are trying to figure it out first. Yeah. And I, we talked about it. I think somebody talked about it on Twitter. Maybe you put it on Twitter. But um, they said, like, does this have lasting power? And I think it does. I think it's once you learn how it operates, which it's not not that complicated there are more complicated things sure, than magic absolutely. And like all of Yu-Gi-Oh, all of Yu-Gi-Oh is yeah. more complicated <laughs> than this but yeah i think it has the i think it has the sticking power if you if you could recommend one product for somebody and maybe it is arena right let's say i uh you know jimmy first time playing magic uh i have 40 bucks in my pocket and i just want to get started into magic and i'm a huge lord of the rings fan is it a commander deck is it go buy packs on arena what would you suggest for people? They are really pumping the starter kit decks um, because usually like there's always a starter kit deck, like every couple months they come up with a new one. Um, but the decks are always trash. Like me and Jess tried to play me and Jess, my, my beautiful wife, Jess to pull a mark, um, tried to play those, those decks and they're just, they don't work well. They're just not very good. Like if you're just going for the cards, sure. Um, if, if, and if, and if you want those cards in arena, Great, yeah, because they come with the code. So those those are okay if you want to also play an arena. I think those are a good buy. My suggestion, and I, I learned this just last night. I just bought my first pack of this last night. If you're just getting started, go buy the Jumpstart packs. The Jumpstart packs have value, 
and they also just you don't have to like know every single aspect of the Lord of the Rings set. You just like I I have the Mortar guys, and I can do what they say. I have the amass orcs. I can do what they say. I have the Scry people. I can do what they say. Like go just buy those. You don't need to. Like I, I it would be tough. I feel like for a new person to open one of these commander decks and have any chance at knowing oh, what sure. they're doing. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, because, like, I think the, the, the food one's probably pretty chill. Um, just because, like, you just, you make food and you, you pump tokens and, you, and you're good to go. Like, that one's probably the most approachable from a new person standpoint. But the other three are not. <laughs> as, far as, as far as I can tell, I haven't, I haven't actually got my hands on those yet. Um, but those other three are not just by looking at them briefly. The food one, I, I assume, is pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. Um, but the having two commanders, is that's, that's also an, a whole other task for a right. new person. How do you do. track command attacks for two at his commander? Yeah, I understand. I, I will say this just as a caveat. Like, obviously, we are not financial experts, and <laughs> the idea of taking financial advice from Robbie and I is kind of laughable. But um, when you're t- looking at jumpstart packs, obviously, Robbie is talking specifically about the Lord of the Rings ones. There were, there's probably four or five other versions of Jumpstart with varying levels of power. So be careful with what you buy, right? Obviously, like that goes for all of Magic, but um, he's talking specifically about the Lord of the Ring ones. And I, I agree, I've heard very good things. The way these work is they're like, I think they're 30 card packs, is that right? Uh, they're 20 card packs. So you combine their bullet, right. and then you just you smash, smash them together. Just, they're yeah. exactly how they are in Arena. They're playable. They're not, they're not the strongest thing in the world, but like, they're not bad for the well, price. like the pack. I, the packs I pulled last night, I had a mythic in each pack. Like I had a Witch King of Angmar, wow. and I had the Watcher of the Water. Like so, like yeah. there's some good value and a Nazgul. The Nazgul is the most expensive card I pulled. That's a ten dollar card that's just thrown in there. Which also, if you're hunting Nazgul, buy the Jumpstart packs. You have like a one in ten chance, opposed to at least my experience, a one in forty chance of opening packs. So. I, uh, go go buy those. You won't get. I don't think they have the extended art Nazgul, but you'll at least get. You can at least get the nine Nazgul, which is what, I, which is what I want. That's what I want. And looking at like the old sets too, and this is one of the things that I really liked is when they do this well, because um, they haven't done it with all the Jumpstart packs. But like Tiny Bones was in a Jumpstart pack. Um, I got a Phyrexian Tower out of one of them. Like they usually have pretty good cards in there, and so the fact that you can like pull a Mythic every time is not not the worst thing and like worst comes to worst you get the packs and you just use them to smash together to make a 40 card deck right that's to me that's worth it um okay so overall looking like a success i think and and we talked about this a little off stream i'm i'm so far behind on like the the hype of this set and i think there's a lot of people who are experiencing fomo from this and i think commander legends will be a lot of the same because of how big the price point is and we'll get into that in a minute here but um, one of the things that the prof always says, the uh, Tolarian professor always says is like buy singles, right? So if you're, if you are said that you weren't there pre-release ripping packs with everybody else or trying a draft event, go buy singles of the cards that you like, right? Like I'm going to pick up Tom Bombadil because I played during Dominaria. I have a lot of the original sagas. That was like one of my favorite archetypes. Um, so find what you like. Right, and then you're not missing out on the cards that you like. You're not missing out on the FOMO. Like, sure, it's not the same as ripping packs, but and honestly, okay, we've talked about the One Ring. In fact, we'll probably talk around about the One Ring more on this episode. But like, it might be worth waiting until somebody pulls that thing. Absolutely. Like, I think prices are going to shift significantly, especially on the collector booster back packs. Right? right. Like, there's obviously the Soul Rings, which are still nice cards. There's still the Surge Foils, which people are learning about. It's it's amazing. Um, having all these people that have never pulled a magic the gathering pack start pulling these things and they have no idea what they're looking for like the soul rings are in the fourth spot of the collector booster packs so a lot of people just go right by them they have no idea they just like slid by a a 600 card um so it's been really an interesting i told i sent that thing to you about a guy that uh sleeved a food token because it was foil (laughs) i was like and then passed yeah, over, yeah, the, and he yeah. passed over like a, a twenty dollar card. It's like, bro, you, you, bro, you're just doing this because everyone else is doing it. You, you didn't even like, you did no research at all. You're just like, I bought a bunch of, pa- I bought a pack <laughs> for fifty dollars and I opened it and I don't know what, what the heck. So I'm like, 
put a little egg on my face. Um, when we were in the pack openings, gosh, this was probably two years ago. Is the middle of COVID when like everybody was doing that, and um, Mark sent me a bunch of Pokemon packs because I was super into Sword and Shield at the time, still am, and um, it, it was so funny because people I did it on TikTok Live when we first got TikTok Live, and people were ripping me so hard because I would get excited over like penny cards, right? Because they were Pokemon that I like, so I got like I pulled a Flapple, and I lost Flapple's my mind. Like, that's card. one of my favorite Pokemon. It's, I love it. He's just a little apple dragon, right? He's not as bad as uh, Drampa. I, I, hey, freaking, I freaking hate Drampa. Yeah, Drampa. Drampa was mine that I, I got so mad at when I pulled a Drampa. I love Drampa. He's so cool. It's a dragon grandpa. Like, how can you hate on that? So um, there will be people like that, right? Who, who like, they crack, uh, like, the, the uncommon Gandalf or whatever, and they lose their mind over it. And, like... Good for them, you know? I'm glad you're excited. Um, I want to talk about this real quick, too. There's a... I can't remember the name of the streamer. It's like XQC or whatever that yes, guy's name Yeah, is. the guy that did the, got the uh, okay. kick money. Got like yeah. 70 million a year yeah. for kick or whatever. Yeah, so he went out and bought all these packs. He's hunting for the one ring. And people are really, really mad about this because... And I don't know the guy. I, don't, I literally know nothing about him other than like this one event that people are talking about. But people are really upset because it seems like he has no, like, he doesn't care for the cards. He doesn't care for the set. He has no investment in this other than the one ring. And so presumably those get donated or thrown in the trash or whatever. Do you have any strong opinions on this? No, I don't because that's, like, we all knew it was going to happen. Like, Cassius Marsh is live right now and he's pulling packs. Like, he, the dude bought, like, a case of them. Like, people spent a lot of money on this stuff. Like, everyone, that's why everyone assumes, like, a big name is going to, grab this card because they have the money like if you can spend ten thousand dollars on collector boosters you put yourself in the one percent of people that can actually pull this card it's just like the like which is also weird it's like why don't those people just like if you're that crazy about pulling this one ring why don't you just play the lottery you'll win a lot more money <laughs> like not to mention so i i think the issue for a lot of people isn't necessarily that like these people have the money to spend on the cards it's whether or not they actually value the game Right. So like Cassius Marsh, very invested. Right. We talked about him on the podcast. His interview was fantastic. Like he's a fan of the game. Right. But I don't know if this XQC guy is or not. And I think that's where people. I mean, but that's the same thing. Like it was Logan Paul, a fan of like a big Pokemon guy when he pulled Charizard. Like and and it's crazy because you think about that, just him pulling Charizard and like it becoming a big deal that he pulled a first edition, like million dollar dollar Charizard made pokemon blow up overnight and they and pokemon wasn't prepared and now there's overstock because they're like oh everyone loves this like no like you had like a really cool time but take a step back but like i think that could be the same thing it's hard to know if that stuff is good or bad for it yeah. is um for pokemon i think it was great i think pokemon is more geared to collectors whereas i think magic i, I think we as players like to think that it's geared towards us when I think I think a lot of old timer Magic Gathering players are probably thinking like, this is now becoming a collector game, and like there's some of us that still play, but it is becoming a young man's collect the really cool cards to make a bunch of money game. And Watsy knows that. Watsy saw probably what happened with uh, the Charizard, and they're like, we could recreate that. Like we have this Lord of the Ring thing lines lined up, like a uh, one of one ring. Um, two billion or two million dollar offer like like they they had to have guessed that it was going to go a little bit crazy they i don't think they would have guessed that it wasn't this crazy it doesn't bother me personally that so many people are going after it i can understand if it bothers guys that have been invested in the game a lot longer though so i i can understand their frustration but it doesn't bother me i'm a collector at heart so like if i had the funds for like let's say if My Hero Academia, for whatever reason, oh popped off. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I love My Hero Academia. I'm, I, I know of it, but I'm not like a, a super diehard fan. Like, I would start ripping packs if that was, like, the thing. I would probably buy a few packs. Like, that's just what I would do. Now, the big difference that I think we can also hit on is uh, Watsi didn't make this affordable for the... Even the collector, I don't think this is affordable for. 
Because because now we're we're looking at really well, you're looking at fifty dollars per pack, right? Like forty five fifty dollars per pack right now, which that's insane to me. I've had we've had a lot of people uh, come into chat or come into uh, our comment section um, of our magic stuff, and they're they're thinking like, oh, I can't wait for like an eight year old kid to pull this. Like that's not gonna happen. This isn't like. This no, isn't like no mom bought me a mom bought me a Pokemon pack for five dollars and gave me the pack and oh there's a first edition Charizard. That's not this. These are fifty dollar packs. Like little kids aren't just pulling these. Like the, an adult's gonna pull this, and probably a lot of people think it's gonna be in a gift bundle. Um, a lot of people think it's gonna be at Gen Con. Um, like an adult's gonna pull this and they're gonna sell it and make a bunch of money and a bunch of people are gonna be grumpy and, and they're gonna point fingers and say, Oh, they planted it. Like there's gonna be all those issues come up, which I'm I'm here for. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for the drama, folks. Uh speaking of drama, and this is something that we got to see. Were you there the other day? I don't remember. I got to see this for sure at MagicCon, which was the preview of uh Commander Masters, a set that I've been hyped for for a very long time. Um if you want to see some of the spoilers, obviously they're all over the internet, but we have them on our Twitter as well. Um, go check them out. But uh, we have the four decks. They released the commanders for those. Um, we have the different art treatments and what those are going to look like. But it seems like there's been a leak of what the price is going to be. Now, we know that Magic has strayed far away from MSRP, does not exist anymore. And the market controls the value of these, right? I, I think one of the most glaring examples of this is... Uh, the Warhammer 40k decks, right? Those instantly became a success. They were collectibles. And I am kicking myself that I didn't buy one when they were like $60 or whatever, because now, you know, it's hard to find them for less than 80. Um, and so we we come to Commander Masters, which is coming out very soon. And uh, there was a game store that I believe was in Canada that showed like their pre-order prices for their products. And do you have this pulled up? Because I, 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 didn't I don't, but that. I like, we it just like, it. it's, it's on Amazon. The prices for everything except for the collector booster packs are on Amazon. It's astronomical. Like boxes, like booster boxes for set boosters were $500. Working. $400. Yeah. It's oh 500 So I did the math on stream. The set booster boxes are $500. It's 24 packs. It's not 30. It's $20 a pack. It was like nine. It was like nineteen point nine, is what it came out to. You're paying twenty dollars for a set booster. It came out. It came out You're to a collector booster price. Yeah, for a it set booster. It came out to a dollar thirty per card. That's insane. This is not too far removed from what master sets normally sell for. Um, if you wanted to buy like Modern Horizons or, or any of the old master sets. This is not unrealistic for what those cost. However, it's still showing an increase, right? It's even beyond those old master sets. And so to me, Commander is their biggest format, right? Watsi has really leaned into Commander ever since, I want to say, Dominaria, right? The, the old Dominaria, the 2018, 2019 one. Um, and everything has legends now. Everything has... Uh, commander products and like that's they understand their audience and they understand that that's the biggest format in magic great good we're both commander players i've been a fan of the format for a long time but do you think that this prices people out of enjoying this set and does it have a net negative impact on people because if i'm a player on the outside looking in i'm not really heavily invested and i'm like i'm a commander player i want the commander products and i see this price what do you think that does to this format? i think my Biggest like W you know WTH Watsy is you just brought out this Lord of the Rings set, right? That's going to do incredibly well. Like I'm sure it's gonna break some sort of record for them. Um it's 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 Absolutely. I just went to a Target and a Walmart. Um and there everything's gone. Yesterday I went yesterday, so five days uh post actual release, there isn't anything left. I took the last pack at my walmart just because it was the last one i was like i i guess i'm taking this and it was like it was like a the the draft pack that has like three of them in there um it it prices people out because you've made in the lord of the rings is already an expensive set it's 850 to buy a pack of set boosters it's 650 or seven to buy a draft booster 
so now you have all these people that came in and they wanted to spend some money and maybe they're interested in playing and maybe they're not whatever maybe they're just hunting the one ring and they don't understand that set boosters and draft boosters don't have those really expensive cards but now your next set's going to be twice the price of the set that just did really well and maybe could have got a bunch of new players in that's the thing that i don't understand so it's like you you should have gone back to a cheaper set to hopefully keep those players in hopefully get them invested get those players invested for three four five months and then you you bring out a commander boost you keep you bring out a commander masters because that's the set everyone like the, the the people that have been playing for a few years are gonna go crazy because they know the power that's in those cards. But it, it seems like a really odd choice that they would go okay, kind of expensive set to astronomical twenty dollars a pack expensive set. It doesn't seem like good business practice after you just hit a home run with Lord of the Rings. So that that's where I just I don't get it. I think it will I think it's gonna price out a lot of those potential new people. Um but maybe all those people will go to Arena, and maybe maybe they'll finally do more to Arena and actually make Arena actual MTG. <laughs> that that's my hope at so, least. And, and this is my frustration with it too, because we have we have Wilds of Eldraine, which is their next standard set. Which, by the way, Eldraine, love it. One of my favorite planes, and I think that set was phenomenal. Obviously, really overpowered. Um, the the lasting impact of Eldraine was insane, and so. Uh, Commander Masters releases August 4th, and then a month later in September, we get Wilds of Eldraine. Why, why not just flip those, right? Like, to me, that would make more sense. Soften the blow a little bit between these two very expensive sets. That, that's the same issue I think they did last year, too. They had Baldur's Gate, and then they released Double Masters right after it, I believe. And Baldur's Gate was about the same price as Lord of the Rings is. And then Double Masters, I don't think it was quite as bad, but was still... Somewhat spendy, like I skipped double masters altogether. It's, so we don't want to. Obviously, like we're not the podcast to be dogging on Watsy. That's not our job. Um, my we could be, my one frustration, and then we'll move on to more positive things. I think is um, this was probably four or five months ago, maybe longer. Um, so Watsy has been turning around like profits like crazy every year, just growing exponentially, and yet they released. I believe it was their Brazilian team. Um, just massive layoff layoffs across the board. And they cited like, you know, we've been struggling with all these things financially and, and like everybody, they've always made the excuse of like, you know, COVID hit us hard, blah, 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 which is not the case, right? We've seen the, we've seen the numbers, we've seen the increase. And so to me, it's frustrating to see like the 30th anniversary, just the big cash grab that they tried with the 30th anniversary, right? Lord of the Rings being what it is. And then now... Obviously, I, I'm excited for Commander Masters. We keep saying, like, we're not going to buy it. But truthfully, I might pull the trigger on a sliver stack. $100, though. I, I, I'm not buying it. If, the, if, the Ur-Dra- if they would have made it one of the Ur-Dragon a Commander deck, I would have bought that. But I'm going to wait for the dust to settle on the Commander Masters sets, and then I'm going to buy the old Ur-Dragon. Yeah, I'll pull, some, I'll pull some singles here and there, but it's not for me. Moving on, I want to talk about quickly uh, some of the success that you've seen. We've mentioned it a couple times, but uh, it, more so this week, I think, really. We're, we're, this, is, uh, this is off, day but... seven or day eight. Oh, yeah. So almost exactly a week. Uh, Robbie's been going live, I mean, constantly. I don't know. How, it's like every moment that you're awake, you're on Yeah, TikTok it's almost twice right a day at this point. Which, like, props to you for that, dude. That's like insane and i know you have the time for it right Very now tired. it will not be the case going <laughs> forward yeah but um talk a little bit about the experience there and like the community that's been building up over on tiktok and some of the some of the things that you've seen yeah dude that. it's been it's been awesome um we just in this short time we've had a bunch of people come in um didn't really have anywhere to go for for even just getting back into mtg so we've had a lot of people come in say they've loved it it's been it's been awesome to see them all and a lot of them are actually a few of them are in chat right now um it's been really really cool to interact with all these people have them join our discord um play games with them because like i I try to tell them as much as i can like you don't have to give gifts you don't have to like do anything just your time is enough and and that's that's a really cool thing to me um just the fact that people spend their time like i i shared the uh i I, like i always like sharing the uh, analytics with you guys but i i really like sharing the 
watch time um recently and like the watch time for a bunch of people that like have just discovered me within the last seven days like two hours three hours for some people like an hour and a half for someone who didn't even never even commented and then like would randomly like leave a gift it's like it's insane um i i appreciate all the love i i don't know if i deserve it um i'm not that good of a magic player i'm still learning (laughs) none of us are (laughs) Uh, and and so many and like it's a good mix because we get some people a lot of people have come in and they know way more than i do and they start saying all these names it's like what do you think about this commander and i'm like i don't even know what colors he is like i don't even know who that is (laughs) like someone sent me a link um and then you have people like, I, I've never touched Magic Gathering Arena. Where can I find it? Um, the community on here has been awesome. And everyone's like, it's here. You go, you know, download it wherever. And those people jump in and they're like, okay, I'm doing the tutorial. Like, when I make a deck, we're going to play. It's like, sweet. So, like, we just queue up and we, we play a bunch of games. So, it's been incredible. Shout out to all these people that have, that have decided to join us. Uh, they're, they're crazy. I, I love it. It's, it's been it's been awesome. It's Jerry, you know this. I, I've and you guys have, I think, said this, but it's like you guys have believed in me and my streaming ability. Um, and I and I and for a while I believed in my own streaming ability on Twitch. Um, but nothing ever came to fruition with it. Um, but this has been this has been what I what I wanted. I'm finally jazzed about about streaming again. So uh, it's been it's been really really good, and that's kind of why I'm like okay, when can I go live next? Do I have an hour and a half to kill here? Like, are my kids going to be okay for an hour and a half? Like, will they watch a movie and leave me alone? Um, so, yeah. Sure. It, <laughs> it's, been, it's been really, 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 really cool. Uh, staying up super, super late, way later than I should, um, is terrible. But <laughs> I, it's whatever. Like, we just play games. I go until the last person's queued through. So it's been a lot of fun. I, I've loved it. So it's, it's a little cliche, but we've talked about it. Um, I had a good conversation with uh, the folks at Loading Ready Run about this. Um, we have some of that on camera for our interview, and some of it was just I, I got to talk to Graham, who's like the nicest guy, uh, after the interview, and we chatted for a while. And they talked about how like we enjoy magic, right? The game is well designed; it's it's phenomenal. Um, but one of the things that draws people really into the game is the gathering, right? Like the community aspect of it. And I think that shines through. <laughs> yeah, it's clicking now. Yeah, um, and so I think I think it's really important to like find your people, right? And like uh, friendships are built off of this commonality, but they don't live in that space, right? It doesn't stay. My magic friends are not just my magic friends, right? They're my friends now, and so I think it's cool to see like that sort of community being built up here. And um, some of the interesting characters that we've met along the way, uh, even in the past week, right? So um, cool. It's, it's cool to see that growing, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here, for sure. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on, and then we're actually going to take some questions from TikTok. Uh, we are streaming live right now as we're recording this. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, maybe hop on TikTok and see if we're live right now. We may be, we might not be, uh, but always good to check us out there. Um, but I wanted to talk about... Is there anything that has... You talked a little bit about... Um, was it One Piece? No, My Hero Academia, right? How there are some of these other card games that are out there that exist right now that have caught your attention, but you really haven't been hooked yet in the same way that Magic has. Um, so for me, I actually just got back from a very, very Oh, long you're not trip. doing this, are you? Are you um, really, you're really doing this. You're really doing this. I'm really doing this. It's called Magic Monthly, Jarrett. <laughs> I know, but like we'll touch on it, right? Um uh, Robbie's already mad at me. Biggest of my uh, so we've been going around for like over a month now. And I and I ran into a good friend of mine um, who you guys will see pop up every once in a while. His name's Devin. We call him Stecky. Uh, but he has got me hooked on flesh and blood. And it's not to the level of magic for me right now, right? Magic is still my game. It's still what I enjoy. Um, but dude, I played flesh and blood. And it is like, you you know me very well. I am a control player. I like interaction. I like responding to your spells. I like having a value off where you play something and I have to decide like, is now the time to fire off my interaction? And that's all flesh and blood is. And can I tell you, when I played flesh and blood, you know what it wanted me, like it, what it made me want to do? I want to learn how to play Legacy. I want to learn how to play like uh, CEDH, right? Like 
this got my juices flowing for competitive magic, which is something I've never really dipped my toes into. But to me, that's what flesh and blood feels like. It's like that high level competitive interaction based magic. And um, dude, I'm like brewing up a CDH deck right now because this is my kind of thing. And I want to kick it back to you just real quick. Is there anything even remotely on the radar that you're like, this is a, this is a TCG, this is an LCG, this is a CCG or whatever that I want to try out my free time uh, maybe in that downtime where Commander Masters has priced you out for a while? No, there's there's really not. Um, I, I am a collector at heart. Um, I collect Funko Pops, comic books, whatever. Um, but typically like when I'm, when I'm in on something, that's, that's the thing I'm in and that's the thing that's in my head and that's the thing that I buy and I, I don't think about anything else. So when, when Masters hits, I will spend that time finishing my Lord of the Rings set that I'm going to 100%. Um, and that, that's going to be my goal. I'm just going to start buying some singles. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't split myself up. I don't, I don't have the brain capacity to split myself up. I say on the stream all the time, like I'm, <laughs> sure. I'm hardly smart enough to to play magic like half the time i mess up my uh uh what i'm doing with my counters or whatever so um yeah no i i'm a one trick guy i just like give me the one thing i'm i'm all in on magic right now i joke about this all the time with my wife and i think i think isaac or zane was ripping on me for this as well like i have so much useless knowledge from like everything from magic from yeah for sure games, for sure different card yeah, games like, that like if I actually committed that brain space to something that wasn't so inconsequential in real life, uh, I would probably be oh, a more productive like member of society. Absolutely. But here we are talking about Magic Monthly, and I, you know I I can tell you all the text on Questing Beast right now, but I can't do my taxes very well. Um, so it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, this has been phenomenal, and I want to kick it back to the community that we've been growing and, and the people who've been listening. Obviously, we have our pa Patreons, our patrons, uh, who have been hanging out with us through this project and starting Magic Monthly. We have all the people that we met at MagicCon and you know our good friends who've been playing Magic with us since the beginning of the podcast, really. Um, and now we have this new community over in TikTok. So uh, if we could just take a few minutes and answer some questions that people have. So if you're in chat right now, Toss some questions in the chat. We'll answer them here. Uh, and just give this last like 15 to 20 minutes to just go through what you guys want to hear from us and any opinions that you have on anything. So Robbie, you're the guy. I don't have TikTok pulled up right now. Uh, do we have any questions to start out with? Uh, we have one. Um, actively throwing says, my friends and I have an active debate about MTG card pricing and is pay to win okay? I think it depends a lot on like, the format and the group that you're in. Uh, if you're in Legacy, if you're in Vintage, if you're in CDH, actually not even CDH, I'm going to pull that one off the table. But if there is an understanding that the environment and the play group that you're in is pay to win, um, then obviously like you've entered into that sort of like social contract uh, beforehand. But if you're sitting down at a public table, right? And I think this is why, especially for Commander, if you're sitting down at a public table, you really should have that conversation and say like, listen, and we, we talked about this actually on TikTok. Uh, we jumped into a game where the expectation was we were playing like mid-level decks, right? The joke is like every deck's a seven, but for real, like we were playing, you know, kind of low budget, not insanely high powered CDA style decks. And we had sort of a really feel bad moment where we had to arch enemy one of the players at the table because he sort of broke that contract and, and actually lied to us about the power level of his deck. Um, I am very, I am highly, highly pro proxy. Um, part of it is because of the environment that I, I live and work in. Um, I have a lot of students that I play with and, you know, they're, they're high schoolers and middle schoolers, right? They can't go out and buy, uh, you know, a tropical island or, or any of the power nine, right? But to me, that should not be a limiting factor on the fun that they can have. So I always tell my kids, like, even if you got a Sharpie on an island, like, this is my smothering type. I don't care, right? Um, and so I don't think it should be play to win or pay to win. I think it should be um, having that conversation ahead of time and then saying, like, listen, this is what I want out of my game. This is the power level that I'm enjoying. And you can find a lot of fun in really janky brews. 
most of my favorite decks are sub $100. In fact, one of my favorite decks of all time was a Zada deck that I built for like 20 bucks. Um, so yes, it is pay to win, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, Robbie, what's your opinion on that? No, I think it's an interesting debate because if you're just playing Magic to have fun and you have someone who breaks that kind of that tra- contract you're talking about, like, what's the enjoyment that that person's getting? Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me that someone would come in like that. But I think my issue, and I think proxies are okay, I think my pro- my issue with proxies is, are you then making a proxy deck that is proxy to win? You know what I'm saying? Like, if your deck is 100% based around the proxies that you're using, then it's like, are you are you playing Magic or are you just playing proxy? Because you know that, like, I looked up this deck online and I'm like, okay, I just, I'm just going to get all these in proxies and I can just beat anybody. You know what I'm saying? I think it has a lot to do with somebody's intentionality, right? If you're going to pub stomp, then, like... So, like, right cool. now, like, I have a Tiamat deck. Tiamat I, I, is a commander I really enjoy, but the Ur-Dragon's a better commander. Like, could be, could be even better. Oh, yeah. So, like, the rest of the deck would be fine, but, it, like, I could go get a proxy of the Ur-Dragon. It's a 60 $60, $70 card. It's going down a little bit right now, but, like, uh, Crater Hoof Behemoth is another one. It's, like, it's hard for me to be, like, I'm going to pay $40. I think that's what Crater Hoof's going off for um, to get Crater Hoof. Like, for me, that's, that's not something I want to do. Um, so I think, I think as long as your deck isn't, like, I think there's a level. Like, if your deck is 75% proxy, it's like, okay, are, you, are we actually playing? Or did you just, you just bought, like, a, a deck you saw online? Um, and that's where, that's where I kind of go up and down with the proxies. I understand the need for proxies. I understand why a lot of people love proxies. Um, but there, there's a level to it um, that I don't really have, I don't really have a, a firm grasp on what exactly that is to me and how how what is okay and what isn't okay um but it's simply something that i at least struggle with from a proxy standpoint i have two things one um it kills now that you're a captive audience it kills me that you say tiamat Tiamat, or however you say it tiamat 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 Tiamat. (laughs) okay um and and two i wish this is one of the few things that i really enjoy um not one of the few things. Hiratsugu from the Neon Dynasty set to me is the perfect example of what I want to see from Magic, right? Hiratsugu is a like 40 cent card, right? For the base original version. And then depending on like which other version you buy, it can go up to like two or three grand, right? For the like, I think it's the yellow neon one that everybody's chasing. No, it's the, uh, it's the pink, pink neon, neon one. one. That's right. So to me, if every single card was set up that way right if i could get all the cards that i want maybe not necessarily in the art that i want and then later splurge to upgrade it to make it look prettier like to me that's what i like to see and so to me proxies in a way are that if i want the actual value of having the nice shiny foil i'll go out and buy it but i don't want to spend you know just gross amounts of money on getting like a card that I want that I need to make my deck operate just a little bit better. Duco. Duco is one of our subscribers on TikTok. Uh, hey, Duco, has- Duco, hey, Duco has- Any guess how long till someone pulls the ring? And when it does, do you think prices will go back down to $7 per booster pack? Yeah. So, so two things. One, I think it's already pulled. This is my, oh, like, okay. Okay. We're going to, okay. We're going, we're, we're going into the woods um, here. Yeah. I, I can't remember, we may have talked about this on one of our previous episodes, but my tinfoil conspiracy theory is that one of the big box stores, not, not sorry, not big box stores, not Target, not Walmart, but like um, Card Kingdom or TCG Player or eBay, I believe that one of them has this already, right? And the reason is because the, the vast majority, I, I don't remember the actual figure, but it's like 80 to 90% of the packs that are pulled are pulled by these companies in order to stock their products, right? They rip the packs, that way they have singles to sell online. So my theory, my tinfoil hat theory, is somebody pulled this already. But because those stores also sell packs, it would make more sense for them to keep the prices high, right? They make money based off the perception that like nobody's pulled this ring. So I think it's been pulled already. I think somebody has it, and I think they're just using it to inflate prices. Now, will prices drop as soon as the card is revealed? 
the collector boosters probably not by much i really i think it's gonna be like a dollar or two maybe but everything else is gonna stay the same i think uh set boosters i think draft boosters i don't think they're gonna bump even a little bit maybe five six years from now when the set isn't pulled as much but even then it's lord of the rings right this is an ip that sells yeah duco i think i think jared's right uh i don't believe that someone's pulled it yet i think once someone's pulled i think we're gonna know i think there's gonna be and but if you are right like it could be a big box store and they don't want people to know because they're making money off of it right um the but i think if someone pulls it we're gonna know right away I think set set collector box uh set collector packs, excuse me, are gonna probably stay roughly the same. I think those will go down to forty, what everyone was kind of starting them at, <clears throat> which is already an inflated price compared to other collector booster packs. Um, I think I think people will go down to forty for them. The soul rings are still sought after. People really still want them. The set boosters and the draft boosters will stay the same because all these people realize, oh everyone's stupid <laughs> you, you know sure. like yeah <laughs> like so so my and not to uh not to rip on my my lgs at all but my lgs before like just to pre-order a set booster box they went they they knew the prices on on a tcg player because that's what they base everything on they knew that their prices were one i think 80 179 on TCG player, they knowingly price those boxes at two twenty. So so before, because in his all his like, I talked to the owner. I know the owner. Um, every time I go in there, I don't know if he recognizes me because he treats me like a completely new person. Or it's like I I like I have a big <laughs> red awesome. beard and I'm like a pretty big guy for going into like a card shop. So like I I feel like he would recognize me by now, but it just I don't I don't know. Anyways, that's that's not a hint there. Um, but he explained to me like his pri- like why he's pricing is like everyone's buying the set like he, like even for like the collector booster packs like he was the first one I saw that had the the collector booster boxes at four fifty for an entire box, and that was yeah. when and you could go in there and be like on TCG player they're three eighty seven right now and you have them at four fifty, and he'd be like yeah but they're gonna get up there and it's like okay man. Okay, <laughs> like I traded in a bunch of cards, so I didn't have to. I didn't. I didn't feel the pain of paying that much, like over. So like, so it wasn't as bad for me. But like, for someone just to walk in there and be like, "I want a set booster box," like, oh, it's gonna be forty or fifty dollars more than what you can get it for just going online. Which I think- see. This is the problem too. Is like uh, now that now that Wizard sells directly through Amazon you're incentivized to try to keep your prices as an LGS as low as possible so that you can undercut maybe Amazon, but like they still got to make their money, but how much is too much? And it's, it's a really like uncomfortable area to be in. So like, yeah, dude, that sucks. The the toughest thing about it then was I went to another local store and their, their set booster box was $20 cheaper. It's like, okay, I'm buying my next one here. Like, like like your, the other guy priced me out. Like, unfortunately but like uh, i don't know it's tough they're they're in a tough spot like they're they're all struggling as much as we would like to think that they're actually like making buco bucks um they're also struggling like no the lgs's are hurting right now i think yes that's a whole yeah we're not we're not gonna get into that tonight um last question and jared i've shared mine on this once before but i would love to hear what you're gonna say and i'll i'll give my take on this again if you pull the one yeah. ring, are you keeping it or selling it? And I'm just going to add on Duco, or what is your plan with the one ring if you were to pull This it? sounds bad, but, but it'll make sense at the end. I would keep it for a while for Cloud. Oh, you're taking my bit. <laughs> right? And that sounds bad. Yeah. But, like, I would, I would probably do, like, the Jake Paul thing, and I would go to places with it, like, did you hear did you, you hear my response, response on the other so. the other pod no oh, i never heard it this is exactly uh, what i said like i'm taking that like having that freaking card is is just speaking from the infinity bros or or, or 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 me or i or the infinity bros or whoever is the ticket to doing content and going to shows and doing that full time 
because people will pay for me to go to a con to have that thing on a necklace like and walk around and then when the when the hype's died down then you sell the thing for a bunch of money like that that's 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 the best like if you're in what 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 I would love to do, I would love to stream for a living if I could stream for a living like I'm golden like that I'm happy like I'm doing things that I love like if we can do the podcast for a living Jared like that's the golden ticket right now that is the golden ticket for content for a content creator like if a small time content creator right now which we're small we are very small time pulls that ring like we go boom like we explode so like that it's it's totally selfish it's totally like a clout chase but like that's 100 percent it like that's what i'm doing do you have any other things that you're doing with it oh yeah so okay, okay go, go, go. i'm sorry Actually, i had to, like, I had to hijack it before I, you went into yours I was like no, i already good. said all this <laughs> I told I told my because my son asked me about this. Um, my son is six. Um, he, yeah, he has no concept of like he actually forged the ring. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to him, like two million dollars might as well be forty bucks. He wouldn't know the difference. But he was really excited because again, like he's learning magic, but also he's really big into Lord of the Rings. He's like obsessed with it right now. And so what I told him I would do just as like a fun thing is um, I would get, like, a little costume for the one ring. You know how they have, like, the nice, like, super secure sleeves? The plastic ones with, like, the magnets on them? I would put a little, like, Hobbit costume on that, have some custom stitching on And then I would go backpacking across New Zealand with this thing on my shoulder. You would go to Mount Doom. Yeah, I would do, I would trek across New Zealand, make, like, a whole blog about it, and then in the end, I would pretend hopefully pretend <laughs> to throw it into a volcano and then I would sell it. I'd be done with See, it. See, I, I, I have yeah. thought about that too. Like the selling it thing is that's tempting. That's the whole ring tempts you mechanic. Um, the idea that we could clout chase for a few years and, and, and fund everything that we want to do through pulling that card, throwing it, in, throwing it into a volcano after, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. How that sad. would be so cool, but like, I love my wife too much to be like, yeah, hey, hey just for the bit. bit, I'm gonna throw away this money. Okay, but like, what if you started like, if you started a GoFundMe, people would pay. You know, you like, oh, okay, but oh, here's the, so do you think it would be would enough pay? to offset the cost of like Cassius Marge or Post Malone or one of these guys buying it? Cassius is priced out. Like, Cassius isn't even part anymore. Like, it's posty. It's posty or it's that card shop in uh in uh what is it Mexico that posted the two million? I don't remember who it was. Uh but yeah, like Dude, if somebody paid for it, I would absolutely but throw it here's in the volcano. The, here's the thing, like if I have that ring, if I have that card, like Posty's gonna invite me over. We're gonna record some stuff, and he's gonna try to get it off me, and I'm gonna record the whole thing and I'm gonna post it on YouTube. Like 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 that and that and just that alone's gonna make like a hundred K. Like, like just that alone, it, it'll pay for itself by the end. It's never going to happen because I, I, I cannot buy collector packs right now, but I'm making a promise with you right now. If I pull the one ring, however, this happens, if somebody drops a collector's pack on me tomorrow and I pull the one ring, you and I are going to New Zealand together. I will take you. And we will go on a journey with this one ring through New Zealand. Dude, the, the amount of people online that have mentioned that they would throw it into a volcano, I 100% believe you could, you could get a crazy amount of money from a GoFundMe of people being like, a mil, like, post, like, post I want to see like, this go no, like, like, a post, a, like, a $2 million GoFundMe and I'll throw the one ring card into the fire. And you, like, I would hire, was, yeah. People, I, you I hire, think you'd get it. I think you yeah. would get it. You get, okay, here, no, I'm going to bring it full circle before we end here. We get, like, Mr. Beast, Mark Robert, Rober, all, all these, like, big names, and we have them help us, because I don't have a drone that can survive the heat of a fire, Oh yeah. Right? right? But we get one of these guys to pay for it, to film in slow motion the ring falling into the fire and melting. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Love it. Yeah, you get you get this. all the big time. Like it will pay for itself. 
I promise. I promise. If we Robbie, can, if we pull that, I, like, it, I, I don't know if I can find another collector booster. Um, I was gonna get a gift bundle, bundle box. I, I'm lucky enough to know when my guy restocks Target, so I'm gonna be hunting start my targets on the next week, next Thursday. I think the Thursday or Friday is when he does it. Um, and I'm just gonna be there. Like, I'm gonna bounce back and forth between my targets because the pre-orders are gone. Like I, I was one day late of buying one on our pre-order. I was like, I was kind of like off and on about it, and I waited just too long. The pre-orders are gone. You can't buy them anymore. You will not be able to buy a gift bundle online for less than three hundred. This is the most unhinged thing I'm about to say, but I am. I have to. As soon as we're done recording this in a couple of days, I have to go on sort of across. I'm not done traveling. I'm driving across the country one more time. Every single time I stop at a Walmart, at a Target, at a game store, I will look for a collector's pack. I will buy the first one and I will film me opening it. But you have to and film it. My hopes are already through the roof. You've, you've unrealistically inflated my expectations. When I walk into that store and walk out with a pack, I'm going to know in my heart of hearts that the one ring is in there and I'm going to die inside when I don't pull it. But you've got me there. You've taken me on the journey, Robbie. Dude, I, it's crazy. I can't imagine being all these people that get to open thousands of these packs. Because I'm just, I get one, and I, I'm freaking Charlie, man, you know? Like, I'm Charlie yeah. with that candy bar. Like, I don't yeah. care about this candy. Like, I want that ring. I want that, I I want want that, that ticket, ticket, baby. I just want that ticket. Um, and so, like, uh, I will probably end up buying one or two more. Like, I've only bought one. Which had a Morgul knife blade in it, which is which is a which is a nice card. So I was happy. I was happy with uh, a lot of people are losing a lot of money on these cards. Like, do not lose your money on these cards. Oh my gosh! Oh, so I have I have to mention this because, because I I haven't been paying attention to the chat because we're doing we're doing this for recording this. This is going to be our Magic Monthly. Baroque said she has opened forty two collectors packs. Collectors packs, but she does have two. But she has two soul rings, so I mean she's yeah. she's paid for them. Okay, first of all, props to you. That is awesome. And second, I hope you made your money back and then some. I've heard so many horror stories of people like just absolutely losing out on this pack. So Rogue, props to you for that. That's awesome. Um, okay. That has been another Magic Monthly. I do not want to keep these long, but we will be doing another one very soon. And if the fans demand it. Um, we will do more of these. They don't have to be monthly. That's just kind of the shtick that we found. Yeah, but if we get, dude, if we get people hopping into our Patreon saying like, this is what we got to do, I will turn it, like, I will wrestle the rest of the Infinity Rose to the ground and I will hijack this train, man. We will, we will just become a magic. Uh, oh, it's you and me, though. We'll just do the Infinity Bros Magic the Gathering. Infinity Bros. MTG. Like, we'll just make our own channel. But to you, the fans, the people listening at home, the people listening on Patreon, and the people listening on TikTok Live right now, thank you for making us a part of your day. Robbie, thank you for hopping on, having this conversation with me, and going into crippling, <laughs> irreversible financial pain over this set for me. Uh, I know you did that with me in mind, so thank you yes, for that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it was all about you. Um, I did this so that you would know the incredibleness that this is this set it's all you guys can't see it yeah those of you on tiktok live and those of you listening in the audio only format you can't see it because robbie has his camera turned the wrong way but he's actually looking at the whole yeah you know the simpsons do it for her thing he has one of those where it's just my face a million times um uh, so yeah that's that's why i had to mention it but um and again to you listeners wherever you're listening however you're listening thanks for making us a part of your month and i hope it's been magic we love you 3000 bye. bye thanks for tuning in to the infinity bros podcast you can find the infinity bros on facebook instagram and twitter at the infinity bros feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinity bros podcast at gmail.com